Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by former assistant captain of the Northeastern Huskies women's hockey team, Maddie Hartman. Maddie is a three-time Hockey East champion and a Beanpot winner as well. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Maddie, and how's everything going? Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here, doing well. Like you said before we started recording, it's starting to be nice out, so I'm feeling good. That's good to hear. And how have you handled the pandemic so far since it's been a year and what you've been doing since graduation? Yeah, I can't believe it's been a year. Um, the couple months after it started was really hard just because of how our season ended and kind of adjusting to that and also just being graduated from college was definitely weird. <laughs> um, but I've, I'm still in school, so I'm doing a, an exercise science graduate program. So I've been staying busy doing that and I'm uh, working at Boston Children's Hospital right now. So. Well, that's awesome to hear. And I also wanted to ask you this as well. Northeastern was just in the national championship game a few days ago. Mm -hmm. As a former alumni, uh, what were your thoughts on the game overall, even though it didn't go Northeastern's way? Yeah, um, I was actually lucky enough to be in attendance. Um, it was definitely a game that I didn't want to miss. Um, and it was just really special to be in the building and um, have that experience with the girls um, as I got to see them after the game and stuff. Um, but I mean, it was a really, really awesome game to watch as a fan. It's definitely more stressful watching than playing. Um, but I mean, I thought both teams, you know, worked really hard. It was, both teams were getting a ton of chances and both teams are extremely skilled. So um, obviously would have loved to see Northeastern um, win, but um, doesn't always go the way that you want. And I know that um, they'll be back in the future. So Definitely. What's it like going to a hockey game now during a pandemic? Because I haven't been to one in like a year. It feels so long. Yeah, I haven't been. This is my first game. Um, obviously, I haven't really been doing much since the pandemic started. Um, but it was really special. It just makes you appreciate um, and not take for granted even like going to a game um, and watching in person. So it was really special. Now, how was Erie, Pennsylvania? And what was the whole Frozen Four setup like? Because obviously it was a little bit different than when other players experienced it before? Yeah, um, I think the players were there for um, a little bit over a week, um, at least the Northeastern players. I only went down for the day, um, so I didn't get to experience too much of Erie, but um, we were right by the water, so it was really pretty. Um, but aside from that, I, I just went to the rink, so I don't yeah. know too much about the area. Well, I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career. You're from New Hampshire. What was it like growing up there, and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, um, so I grew up in a town called Hanover. Um, it's right where Dartmouth is. Um, and despite being a small town, it's actually a really big hockey um, town. So a lot of kids grow up playing hockey there. Um, I probably started playing because my older brother played and I wanted to be like him. Um, 
and just I think I grew up going to Dartmouth hockey games every weekend so I always looked up to them um, and I always knew that I wanted to play in college. Now, who was your favorite player growing up? Um, on Dartmouth, you mean? Oh, just in general when you were growing up as a child. Oh, um, well, my dad's a Flyers fan, so I grew up watching them. Um, I, I'm a really big fan of Claude Giroux. Um, always looked up to him. I think he's a great playmaker, and he's also a center, so I always tried to kind of watch his game and see see the little things that he does. Um, I think he's very underrated, although he's starting to get a little bit more recognition as of late. But Yeah, no, a lot of those Flyers players got very, were very underrated. Guys like Danny Briere and Mike Richards who really made an impact. Yeah, Briere definitely. I grew yeah. up watching him. Yeah, no, and they made a lot of impact for those Flyers team, especially when they had that cup run back in 2010. So I can definitely see why you admire those players because they really helped their teammates have a lot of success. Yeah, they're definitely fun to watch. I haven't – I definitely used to be more of a fan than I am now, but I'll probably start watching again now that I am out of college. Yeah, no, there's some, there's some good young players on the Flyers, so definitely keep an eye out for that team. Now, before Northeastern, you played for your high school in Hanover where you helped your team mm-hmm. win four state championships. Talk about your high school hockey experience and what did you take away from it? Yeah, um, I mean, it was definitely a tough decision for me whether I wanted to stay um, at Hanover High or I was I was kind of getting a lot of pressure to go to prep school. Um, a lot of people telling me that if I wanted to play to college play in college I had to go to prep school um but I mean it was one of the best decisions that I could have made to stay in Hanover um I made some of my best friends who I still talk to um on a daily basis I had amazing coaches there who really supported me um and I just learned kind of that if you work hard and you're determined, then it doesn't matter like where you are going to school. Um, And I think I really learned the importance of being a good person um, above being a good hockey player there. So um, yeah, I spent four years there, um, won four state championships, um, but yeah, they have a great program going there, going on there. Now, you were the fastest player to have 100 points in school history, and you finished high school with 250 points, and you were named New Hampshire Player of the Year. Talk about the what was it like to receive those individual awards, and what did you take away from them at such a young age? Yeah, um, I mean, it was definitely exciting, um, but it wasn't really ever the focus. It was kind of a I think like a byproduct of the work that I was putting in behind the scenes. Um, You know, I wasn't doing it to get um, individual accolades. I was very happy to have my team um, succeeding and my personal successes ultimately led to team success. So I think that's something I definitely carried into college. Um, And it was definitely a good lesson to learn at a young age. you know, just 
staying humble and working hard and putting the team before yourself. Now, you also represented the United States in the U18 Select National Team for three-game series versus Canada in 2015. Talk about the opportunity to represent your country and what did that mean to you at the time? Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, I think I was a junior in high school going into senior year. Um, So it was definitely a good boost um, going into senior year. Um, It was definitely a huge honor. you know, growing up, it's every little kid's dream to play and represent their country. So um, it was just a really special experience and um, being able to share that with so many um, talented and awesome girls as well was really cool. And just being in that environment, it's very um, fast paced and I learned a lot. Um, And yeah, it was just, it was great. Now talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to Northeastern and when did that school come on your radar during the recruitment process? Yeah, um, so like I said before, I grew up kind of thinking that I wanted to go to Dartmouth, um, mostly because it was kind of all that I knew at the time coming from such a small town. Um, But the Northeastern coaches, when I became old enough, Um, to be contacted they were very you know adamant about getting me to campus um, you know learning about me they were just very welcoming and friendly Um, and I felt like you know they were really pursuing me and saw what I brought to the table um, which was you know obviously a good feeling especially I was young and um, you know wanted to play in college so Um, I had initially been looking at pretty much only Ivies, um, but my brother, my older brother actually went to Northeastern, um, so I was on campus for his accepted students weekend, and I kind of ended up like just stopping by um, Coach Flint's office, and um, I got a little tour, and I mean, from that point on, it was kind of a no-brainer for me. Um, you know, Boston's an amazing city. Um, the coaches and the program was just really appealing to me and, um, definitely very grateful that I made that decision, um, at that age, because it's brought me so much. Yeah. What's it like to play under coach Dave Flint and what has he taught you about the game that you didn't know before? Yeah, um, I mean, he has a lot of experience as a coach, um, and he's definitely very well respected by the team. Um, I think you can tell by, you know, the accolades that he gets both individually and the team that he's um, in the program that he's built over um, the last couple of years. Um, But, yeah, it was just great. I think he sets his expectations out from the start and he really focuses on growing his players and you know allowing freshmen to get playing time um you know building them up so they can be in really important roles as upperclassmen um i think that's something that he always does a good job of and um just making sure our team culture is always um where it should be. 
Now, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to your game as a freshman? Was it the speed of the game or was it the physicality of the game since you're going against players that are four or five years older than you are? Yeah, it was definitely um, a bit of an adjustment. I also came into college, I was 17, kind of on the younger side. Um, I think mostly it was the speed of the game, particularly because I did um, play at Hanover and um, played in a league that was not as competitive as some of the prep schools or other um, leagues of teams um, with girls my age. Um, I think it was just learning the speed of the game. You know, you have to make decisions much quicker. People are on you much quicker. Um, but I think it's definitely something you get used to. And I was able, my freshman year, I was able to play with a senior and a junior. So they definitely taught me a lot and helped me adjust quickly. Now, how did you balance both academics and hockey at such a high level at such a prestigious university like Northeastern? Yeah, it's definitely always been a priority of mine to um, focus on academics and athletics um, simultaneously and not sacrifice one for the other because they're both very important to me. Um, so I think it was just a matter of knowing that from the get-go and managing my time well. Um, you know, there were a lot of times I was doing work on the bus or in the locker room before practice or between lift and practice. You know, you just figure out how to fit it in and um, make it work. But we had a lot of really great support at Northeastern. Um, they have student athlete tutors and our team academic advisor, Gina, she's awesome. So that definitely helped. Um, particularly freshman year when I was still adjusting. Uh, I was really lucky to have those resources. Now, in your first year at Northeastern, you lost to your rival Boston College in the Hockey East final. Uh, what do you remember from that game, and how did you use it to motivate yourself for the next three years in college hockey? Yeah, um, that game was tough. I think that Going into it, I was definitely really nervous as a freshman, kind of not really knowing what to expect, hearing things from the older girls. But um, we were an underdog in that game. Um, and I just remember being really heartbroken, you know, seeing the seniors um, after that game, just seeing them, you know, their career was over. That definitely stuck with me um, as motivation for the next couple of years. Um, and I think our role changed over the years. Obviously we became kind of a favorite to win by the end of um, my career, but yeah, there was a lot of things that happened um, throughout those several years. Yeah, and in your second year at Northeastern, you won the Hockey's Championship, beating UConn 2-1. to one. Talk about that playoff run and what it meant to you, especially hosting the tournament that year and being an underdog against Maine. Yeah, um, I think that, you know, Maine is always a really tough team to play. They're very physical. Um, so I think we always end up somehow playing them in playoffs, but they're, they always are – um, you know, tough team to play against. So we knew going into it that it would be a challenge, um, but we were ready, particularly 
like you said, it was at Matthews, um, and we were able to be in our own locker room and just have the comfort of playing in our home rink, which I think was a huge advantage. Um, and then that game was insane. Um, our first ever Hockey East Championship in program history, I just remember it was like a dream come true. Um, it was an amazing feeling. Um, and I just, you know, so much goes into winning a championship. It was great to have that all pay off. And you played Colgate in the national tournament in your sophomore year. Uh, talk about your national tournament experience and what did you take away from it the very first time you played in it against Colgate on the road? Yeah, um, it was really exciting. I think the first time that you go to the tournament, it's just all a very new and um, exciting experience. You don't really know what to expect. Um, and you're just trying to keep you know, your head in check. Um, but that game was another tough one. I thought that we had a good shot at winning um, as well. But, you know, the, the bounces just didn't really go our way, um, which is sometimes how it goes. And I think we took that experience and brought it into the next year. Um, obviously had another tough loss um, in overtime to Cornell. But I think we were much better prepared that next year because of our experience um, at Colgate. Um, and then, you know, last year we weren't able to play our tournament game, but I, I do think that we were extremely ready because of that experience. And you saw it um, pay off for the team this year, um, making it all the way to the championship game and into overtime um, with a huge shot at winning. So. Um, I think each game, each year carries over into the next and um, just gives everyone more confidence. Yeah, and one question I wanted to ask you was during your sophomore year, your team had a f record of 5-12-1 on the road. However, during your junior year, your team had a 10-2-3 record on the road. Uh, what did your team work on during the offseason to start getting success on the road and having more wins on the road as well? Yeah, sophomore year was tough. We definitely lost more games than we wanted to. Um, I think a lot of them were just kind of our emotions weren't always in check. Um, and I think our mental game definitely got a lot stronger going into junior year just because of the hardships of my sophomore year. Um, but I think a key to playing on the road is just trying to make yourself at home, you know, keeping your pregame routines and just trying to be consistent with your preparation. Um, I think we also really upped our um, film and video. Carp, our assistant coach, does a great job with that, just preparing us to, you know, know what we're going to expect with the teams that we're playing. And um, I think it started to pay off that uh, my junior year. Now, during your junior year, you got to go to Northern Ireland and play a series against Clarkson. Uh, talk about playing over there, and what was the coolest thing you got to do when you were in Northern Ireland? Yeah, it was really cool. I had never been to Ireland before, um, and I didn't really know what to expect, but we actually got to explore quite a bit, um, and uh, we went on a couple of tours and just were able to walk around 
Um, we ate a lot of interesting food and we just spent a lot of time um, bonding as a team over that trip. Um, and then obviously it was really cool to be able to play. Um, I had never played hockey outside of the U.S. So it was just a really cool experience. And I think it was great to be able to put our program on the map in that way. Yeah, it was an adjustment playing in that arena because there was a lot of advertisements on the ice. And obviously the ice surface was a lot bigger than it is here in America. Yeah, I do remember the neutral zone having quite a bit of paint and like it was kind of hard to see the puck out of your like peripheral vision when you're looking up. Um, But I think it was just an adjustment. I don't think I don't think people were really noticing it during the game, but we were able to have, you know, some practices and pregame skates to get used to the arena before we played. Now you won another hockey's championship your junior year, this time against rival Boston College in overtime. Talk about that goal that Cassidy Anderson scored and also being the host Friars in the semifinals as well. Yeah, that was that game was crazy. Um, definitely a lot of ups and downs. Uh, BC tied it with seconds left in regulation. Um, so I think that was just another example of us keeping our emotions in check and not letting um, our highs get too high and our lows get too low. Um, I think that's something Coach Flint always emphasizes, you know, just keeping level-headed throughout the game. You never know, especially playing such a skilled team. um, You never can get too complacent. Um, But, I mean, when Cass scored, it it was obviously very exciting. Um, Don't really remember too much after she scored just like complete you know happiness and relief um and just you know winning a championship never gets old so um I actually really like playing in um Providence's arena as well so that was nice um they have a great facility Yeah, and you then went on to play Cornell in the NCAA tournament, this time hosting the game at Matthews instead of being on the road. What was the difference between playing a big game on the road versus at home, and how did it affect your team, especially since you lost this one in overtime versus regulation against Colgate? Yeah, um, like I said before, playing in our own ring definitely gave us more confidence and um, kind of comfort. You know, we were able to hang out in the lounge before – eat what we normally eat, um, just kind of do what we're used to. Um, so that definitely helped. I think um, you see like every year we're getting a little bit closer to, you know, our ultimate goal as a, as a team and as a program. Um, so I do think that playing that home, playing that game at home gave us some extra motivation and, Um, Obviously, we would have loved to win in our own um, building, but um, I think we learned a lot from that experience as well. Now, before your senior year, you were named the assistant captain of the team. Talk about receiving that honor, and what type of leadership did you want to bring? Were you more of a vocal leader or lead-by-example type of player? Yeah, it was definitely um, a really great honor to um, be a captain of the team. 
I think that so many people before me um, have set such a good example um, in the captain role to where I could take pieces of what others have done and kind of bring it to my own um, leadership style. I definitely felt like I had to push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit being vocal um, because I think I am I kind of tend to lean more towards lead by example um, and kind of like behind the scenes talking to teammates and kind of building those bonds more than like outspoken, like motivational type of things. But um, I think the other captains definitely filled in those gaps and I felt like I knew my role on the team and I, um, yeah, it was just a great experience and I'm really grateful to have gotten it. Now we have to talk about the historic run your team made last season. You only lost four games during the entire season. How did you sustain that type of success throughout the regular season? And how did you try to deal with all the outside noise that your team was experiencing? Yeah, um, I think last year kind of started the, like, I guess you could say hype around our team. Um, you know, having that type of success will have people talking. Um, but you know, I think Coach Flint definitely always emphasized and just our, the captains, we tried to emphasize that, you know, rankings and media and whatever people are saying on Twitter or, you know, anything like that doesn't matter. You know, whatever matters is our next game and our next um, weekend that we're going into. So I think we just tried to take it week by week um, and just focus on the next opponent um, and just focus on ourselves and what we can control. Um, I don't think we ever tried to look too far ahead. I mean, obviously our goal last year um, was to win the national championship, but so that was always in the back of our minds, you know, pushing through extra reps and lift or just throughout practice. But um I think we did a good job of, you know, not getting too ahead of ourselves, um, which I think led to a lot of our success last year. And you also won your first Beanpot this past year as well. Talk about winning that trophy and what did it mean to your team, especially since it was Northeastern's first Beanpot in quite some time. And what was it like playing in those Beanpot games? Because obviously being from Boston myself, it's just one of the coolest Tuesdays of the year. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I know that I didn't want to end my career without winning a bean pot, um, especially, you know, after winning Hockey East um, a few times by my senior year. It was definitely like that last, one of the last check uh, boxes that I wanted to check. Um, so I think that there were a lot of, um, there was a lot of excitement going into um, the bean pot that year, as it as in every year. Um, I think it's just a very unique um, event um, and kind of brings together the whole Boston community. And there's so much hype and support around it. Um, and it's just kind of fun to play a game midweek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was awesome. That was another crazy game. I just remember after Lauren scored and we were all celebrating just being so tired. <laughs> like 
just realizing after all the hype like oh my god we just played so much hockey and like we were all just exhausted but you know it didn't even matter because we were just so happy so I'm definitely really glad um, to have gotten that experience and that's probably my favorite if not one of my favorite games of my career and just super memorable experience overall. Yeah, playing in those uh, double overtime games, how do you stay mentally in shape when you're so physically exhausted? Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting because when you're like in those moments, you don't even realize that you're so tired. Like it's, I didn't even realize (laughs) when I was playing that my legs were dead. I was like, it's not till you take a moment and pause after that you realize. Um, So I think keeping my physical, you know, my body in check wasn't really a problem. I think that, as I said before, just not being, not getting too high, not getting too low, you know, uh, we're going to get chances in overtime. Other teams are going to get chances. So just kind of keeping level-headed throughout that is really important. and just being honestly forgetful um you know if you make a mistake you don't really have time to dwell on it you just have to go out there your next shift and do um as best you can so I think that definitely was important for that game now you played the hockey East championship that game at Merrimack and you beat UConn dominating them winning nine to one uh, talk about last year's Hockey East Championship and what it, what made it so special versus the other ones, especially since it turned out to be your final game of your career. Yeah, um, I think that game was just kind of a culmination of everything we had been working on um, last year. Um, I mean, you might think that we won 9-1 to one, like it was a complete blowout, but all of our goals were like just, really nice team goals were like you know kind of highlight real goals um I'm just thinking of Katie Sipra's <laughs> snipe <laughs> but um yeah I think it was just a really good team effort obviously after in retrospect realizing that it was my last game I ever played is definitely a weird feeling especially because I just had no idea at that point. So you definitely, you know, go back in your head and like think about the last thing that you did. Um, But I think that just makes it that more special, you know, in my head, just knowing that my last game that I played, we, we just put it all together and um, played a really solid um, and dominant game. Now, you were supposed to play Princeton in the tournament before everything got shut down. How did you find out, and what was your reaction, especially since you found out that you weren't going to play any more college hockey anymore? Yeah, I think it was definitely a lot. uh, Just, you know, it it added an extra layer of heartbreak for the seniors, just having our careers end that way. I remember heading to the rink with Paige Capistran, um, and we had kind of been hearing some things, um, and we went to the rink early for practice to talk to the coaches just kind of to see what they thought, like, 
you guys think we're fine? Like, you know, kind of getting a gauge on it. But um, I remember the TV was on in the lounge and they, the news was on um, and March Madness and NBA had just gotten canceled. So I think that we knew we were still optimistic. Um, but, you know, deep down, we, we had a really bad feeling about our own season. Um, and, you know, we were told to just prepare for practice and the game as we normally would. Um, but then I think the NCAA tweeted, um, like, winter sports championships canceled. Um, and then someone read it out in the lounge. And then, you know, it was – that's, like, how everyone found out, which obviously is not the best way to find out. And I think, like, everyone scattered. I went upstairs and just started sobbing. Um, I called my dad, and I don't even <laughs> remember what I said. But it was just really emotional um, and just, like, confusing and, like, hard to believe kind of that, like, that was it. Like, it was just really hard to wrap my head around, I think. Um, but yeah, that's what I remember from that day. Yeah. Do you ever think about the unknown of play, not playing Princeton? Like, just thinking about, like, what if we got to the chance to play in the national tournament? Like, what could have been? Does that ever go through your mind? Or are you just trying not to think about that? Oh, it definitely does. Um, and I think, you know, it's not something that I want to like dwell on for the rest of my life because you know we we did have I had an incredible career and missing the last week um you know doesn't take away from all that our team accomplished during my time at Northeastern um but at the same time obviously very disappointing and um I knew that you know last year was kind of a storybook ending um, or it would have been a storybook ending for us, um, the national championship being played in Boston. Um, we knew that going into the year, and that also was added motivation for us. Um, and it just honestly seemed like the stars were kind of aligning for us um, and then just, you know, ended up getting taken away. But I think that the team this year, um, definitely built off what we um, kind of where we left off um, last year. Um, the core of that team is pretty much the same as um, my senior year with the addition of some great freshmen. Um, so, you know, I think it just goes to show them being number one in the nation and um, playing in the national championship. Um, it just speaks volumes for our program and, um, you know, how, how much we still have left to accomplish. Now, looking back at your time with Northeastern, what do you remember the most or what do you take away from it? Um, I think, honestly, just the friendships um, that I've made and the people I've met, uh, I've always just felt super supported at Northeastern and I met a lot of my best friends there. Um, so I just feel really lucky to have gotten the chance to, you know, 
go to such an amazing university and play really competitive hockey and um, kind of get that experience, especially coming from such a small town, being able to play in Boston on such a bigger stage than I um, was used to before. Um, I think, you know, that's something that I'll remember and cherish for the rest of my life. Now, I want to ask you about some of the teammates you got to play with. The first one is Skylar Fontaine. She was obviously named the top 10 nominee for the Patty Kazmaier Award. What was it like being your teammate? Because I feel like she's starting to get more recognition, especially since she's such a talented offensive defenseman. Yeah, she definitely is. Um, I mean, I think all of us have always known that she has something special, but, you know, it's good to see her getting that recognition now. Um, the thing about Sky is that she's just so fast um, and she it's just effortless for her. Um, she's just so much faster than everyone. And I think she can, you're seeing it, you saw it this past year, you know, she's just blowing by people. Um, and at the same time, she's not afraid to shoot the puck. Um, she passes the puck really well. She finds her teammates. Um, and yeah, she's just a threat all over the ice. Um, and I think you really saw that um, honestly throughout her whole career, but I guess she's, you know, getting more recognition for that. Now you also um, the got things to... she had done behind the scenes. Yeah. And you also got to play with Aaron Frankel, who is a top three Patty Kazmaier award winner. Mm -hmm. Do you think she should win the award and what was it like being your teammate and just talk about how good of a goaltender she is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent think she should win the Patty Kazmaier award um i mean there's no question in my mind um i think especially because you know i played with her um and she is very hard to score on i can tell you that um but she also just she has this drive and this she's just so competitive and she wants to win um so badly and you can just feel it when you're around her um and at the same time, she's just so composed and she makes the team just feel more comfortable with her net. Um, you know, you can not be as afraid to make a mistake because you know that Aaron's back there and she'll, um, you know, have your back. So I think that she's really just all of her hard work that she's put in, especially being um, on the smaller side. I think she makes up for that. Um, immensely you know she's incredibly athletic she's all over um she's just amazing and also she's just an awesome person she's hilarious and just makes everyone around her um, feel good and smile when they come to the rink so she's really just an all-around teammate athlete um I have nothing but good things to say about her now, I have to ask you about some of your classmates. Uh, you got to play with Cody Cross and Paige Capistran. Talk about what they were like as teammates and just talk about the leadership they brought to Northeastern as well, especially Paige Capistran, who was telling me how, uh, how much of an underrated player you were in your time with Northeastern. Oh, that's very nice of her. Um, yeah, I actually live with Paige now, so um, we're obviously 
still very close and she's one of my best friends. Um, and I'm just really grateful to have shared, you know, my college experience with her, as I had mentioned before. Um, and, you know, she, she was someone who just had so much passion for Northeastern. She still does. Um, and I think that really came across, uh, particularly last year. Um, I think she was the heart and soul of our team and, um, she contributed to much of our success on and off the ice. So, um, definitely grateful to have spent that time with her. Um, and then Cody also was in our class. Um, she brought a lot to our team as well. She played with Paige for a lot of our um, college career. Um, and, you know, she was just always super consistent and um, just had a great playmaking ability. Um, and I think she brought a lot to the table for us as well. Oh, we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first one is what music do you like to listen to? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Justin Bieber lately. He came out with um, his new album a couple days ago. So that's definitely been on my um, playlist. Nice. What's your favorite song from the new album? I personally enjoy Ghost. I think that's a good song. Yeah, um, I really like the sound Peaches. Yeah. Super catchy. Mm-hmm. Some of the other songs you <laughs> released previously, like uh, Hold On, were very catchy to me as well. But I don't know if they're considered part of the album, even though they are, but since they were released yeah. before singles, But those songs are good, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. I think all his music that he comes out with is amazing. So... <laughs> Now, what is your favorite thing about Boston that isn't sports related? Hmm. Um, I guess all of the food. I'm a big food person. Um, and I'm excited for after, you know, when things start to open up again, being able to explore that side of Boston a little bit more than I could when I was um, playing. I'll have a little bit more free time. Now, who was the funniest teammate at Northeastern during your time there? Funniest teammate? Um, probably Tessa Ward. She's really funny. Um, Aaron is also hilarious. And then I would also just say Alina. Um, I just get a kick out of her. She, a lot of the times, isn't trying to be funny, but is just, hilarious now who had the best style on the team besides yourself uh you mean on the ice or off the ice uh both um hmm. honestly on the ice i'd probably say i like tessa's style um and then off the ice, we have a lot of people with good style. Hmm. I really like Alina's game day outfits. And um, I think Renner has picked up her game day style game as of late. So I guess I would say those two for 
game day outfits. Now, my final non-hockey question to you is, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Hmm. I think I'd have to say moose tracks. I don't know if that's a New England thing. Probably is. I don't know. I'm from New England, so it probably is. Oh, well, you get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I would go with cookie dough ice cream. I think that's pretty solid. I'm getting in the spring mode. I'm getting in the spring because of the weather. So I like it. Now back to some hockey questions. Now my first one is, uh, what advice would you give younger players trying to make it to D1 college hockey? Um, I think I would just say, I mean, it sounds cliche, but if you are determined and you work hard enough, um, you know, you'll be able to play in college. I think that from my experience, there's a lot of people telling you that you have to take a certain path to whether you want to play Division One or not. Um, like I said, a lot of people try to pressure young girls to go to prep school or, you know, drive several hours to play on club teams. Um, and at least from my experience, I just think that um, – you don't necessarily have to do that if you um, are determined and um, put in the work and are passionate about the game. Now, speaking of women's hockey, what should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion? Um, I think just getting more coverage um, in the media. I think that it's definitely gotten better as I've grown up. Um, But I think just, you know, having more games televised, I think a lot of people just aren't exposed to women's hockey, so they don't necessarily know um, what they're missing out on. So I think that if it got more coverage in the media, that would definitely help um, grow the game. Now, do you have any shout outs before we let you go to any of your former teammates, friends, or family members? Um, I mean, I guess, I guess I could shout out my dad. He definitely has been my, um, rock and supporter through, um, throughout my whole life, you know, driving me to games. He coached me when I was up until I was in eighth grade. So he's a lot of the reason why I got into hockey and stuck with it and um yeah super thankful for him well thank you so much maddie for coming on i really appreciate it you're one of my favorite players to watch and i just wanted to let you know that thank you in the future and take care and stay safe awesome well thank you so much for having me um i think it's really cool that you're doing this podcast and i hope that you continue to enjoy it Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye.
what I want the most in my life They say you're out of my league But I don't give a damn, no Deep down, I know you want it You wanna take a leap and jump in Oh, oh, oh You wanna fall in love You get 